This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. When families in America don't have enough food to eat, they not only suffer from hunger, but other problems too, such as fatigue and depression. And the pandemic has only made things worse. Experiencing food insufficiency was a risk factor for poor mental health, including feeling anxious or feeling worried, feeling depressed, and also just having little interest in doing things. Then, women face a significantly higher risk of death than men following a heart attack. What are the reasons? How can survival rates be improved? We've long been aware that there has been a gap between men and women and how they're treated with interventions. Our study has highlighted that, yes, we've made progress, but we're not quite there yet. Those two stories and more are ahead on this week's show. InfoTrack begins right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. A study recently published in the American Journal of Preventive Medicine found a 25% increase in food insufficiency during the COVID-19 pandemic. Here to discuss the findings is lead author of the study, Jason Nagata, MD and Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at the University of California, San Francisco. Doctor, what exactly does food insufficiency mean? Food insecurity is... Disruption of food intake or eating patterns because of a lack of money or other resources. Food insufficiency is actually the most extreme form of food insecurity when there's just not enough food to eat. And what are some reasons why this problem has gotten worse during the pandemic? I think that there are a lot of potential reasons. First of all, you know, there's been a lot of job loss, and so obviously many people do not have the income that they normally have. I also think that there's been some disruption in some of our food supply chains, you know, with restaurants and certain dining options being closed. And so I think that there's have to have been a redistribution of a lot of the food supply chains. But primarily, it's, you know, an economic issue. Are some segments of the population affected more severely by this food insufficiency? Yes. So our study actually looked at different disparities in who is experiencing food insufficiency. And we definitely found that people of color, so people with black race or Hispanic or multiracial people, were more than twice as likely to be food insufficient compared to white adults. Also, interestingly, we found that younger Americans are more prone to food insufficiency. This may be because younger adults are more likely to experience job loss during the pandemic as they're sort of earlier on in their careers and, and less established or are working in like retail or some of the essential services that may be affected. And then we also found that in general, people who live in poverty or with lower education levels or who have experienced em- employment loss have been the most affected as well. How big was your, your sample group, your data group for this study? We analyzed data from the U.S. Census Pulse Survey. The census has been actually conducting weekly surveys to monitor different demographics during the pandemic. And so this came from a sample of actually 64,000 adults that were collected around the U.S. by the U.S. Census. Wow, that's a large sample. You're a medical doctor, and I'm sure you looked at this. What are some of the health impacts of food insufficiency? 
Food insufficiency actually is linked to a lot of poor health impacts, ranging from physical health to poor mental health. In this study, we actually looked specifically at the relationship between food insufficiency and poor mental health. And actually, unsurprisingly, anxiety and depression symptoms have really been on the rise during the pandemic. And actually, from this survey, two-thirds of Americans reported experiencing some anxiety symptoms in the past week, and a half reported depressive symptoms in the past week. And we did find that experiencing food insufficiency was a risk factor for poor mental health, including feeling anxious or feeling worried, feeling depressed, and also just having little interest in doing things. This is consistent with prior studies. It makes sense that if you don't have enough money to get food, you would be worried about you know, feeding yourself and your family, and that stress is inherently linked to anxiety. So I think that that's you know, one mechanism, but I think that this is all exacerbated during the pandemic when there are other anxieties about you know, potentially catching the coronavirus and having to either work from home or going to be exposed if you're an essential worker, and also you know, with changes in how work and school is done during the pandemic. There are definitely a lot of stressors that have led to a huge rise in mental health issues. I would think it would almost be a vicious cycle where you have fatigue, you are depressed, you need to go maybe find work so you can earn money, but you just don't have maybe the strength to do it. So it's a bad situation all around, I would think. Yeah. And I think that it's, as you're saying, it's a vicious cycle because if you you know are experiencing food insecurity, you may not have enough food to eat and you may be hungry and so you're not really able to concentrate and focus on work and that means that if you are in work you're not going to be working as well and you aren't going to be able to be making you know as rational decisions and you know that may also put you at risk of job loss. There are programs of course out there to feed the needy and so on. These are obviously not meeting the need. What are your recommendations for these programs? That's actually a really great point. And one thing that I thought was an interesting finding from this study was they actually also asked if people were receiving any kind of food aid or free food. And actually about 9% of Americans reported that they had received some sort of free food in the past week. And actually receiving some of those food, either from school lunch programs or from food banks, from religious organizations or faith-based organizations or even from family or friends or neighbors, actually receiving free food or food aid actually helped to mitigate some of the symptoms of poor mental health that were associated with food insufficiency. We're talking with Jason Nagata. He's a medical doctor and assistant professor of pediatrics at the University of California, San Francisco, talking about a study which he was the lead author of regarding food insufficiency And this problem has increased 25% during the COVID-19 pandemic. Doctor, for people who are listening and thinking, gee, I wish I could help this situation, America is, as they call it, the breadbasket of the world. We make so much food in this country. How can people perhaps help to get this to the people in need? I think that there are certainly many ways. I think that donating to local food banks or community programs or even just checking in on your family, friends or neighbors who may be food insecure or food insufficient 
I guess it's also important to note that the broader definition of food insecurity is not just an economic issue. It can be sort of not being able to get food for any reason. So, particularly like elderly people who may not want to go out to get exposed to the coronavirus or. For other reasons, those may also be people who experience food insecurity, even if they have, you know, enough money to buy it. They're just not able to get food. I also think that from a policy level, policymakers have already expanded some of the,、uh, you know, like the food stamps program, the supplemental nutrition and assistance programs. But I do think that as the pandemic continues, expanding those coverages for people who are experiencing food insecurity will be important. Jason Nagata, M.D., Assistant Professor of Pediatrics at the University of California, San Francisco. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Next, why do more women than men die after a heart attack? That story coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 